everyone loves a good story. And today we'll hear Jesus tell some good ones. Not stories merely for entertainment, but for applying to life. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. The Messiah has come, and his life so far has been one of defying expectations. Many of the Jews expected the Messiah to be a conquering king who would immediately come defeat the Romans and establish the everlasting kingdom of Israel. But for now, Jesus is doing something different. He's walking around Judea and spreading the message of a kingdom that's coming, but that's not here yet. He's a king sharing about what it takes to enter the kingdom of God, who will be part of the kingdom of God, and how the kingdom of God is different than anything that has come before. And as we continue on with our exploration of the life of Messiah, we'll discover that this king is different too. He's a king who, in a sense, takes the lowliest position in the kingdom before he's established on the throne. His trajectory on earth is towards suffering before it's toward the throne of David. Messiah is certainly defying expectations. Now, Jesus often teaches in the form of short narrative stories. These stories are known as parables, and parables are essentially stories that illustrate a point, but don't always explain the point being illustrated. They force the listener to think and ponder over what was said in order to discover the proper meaning. And today, we're going to go through a few of these so that you can begin to ponder them for yourself. We're going to start with what's called the parable of the sower. Jesus said, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As we listen to this parable from Jesus, we can begin to pick up on some of the points in the narrative. There's a sower who's sowing or planting the same seed everywhere. But apparently the seed gets spread on different soils. And those soils in some way determine the fruitfulness of the grain crop. Maybe then we say to ourselves, Hmm, I wonder who the sower is, what the seed is, and what is it with these different types of soil? Thankfully, the disciples ask Jesus for an explanation here. Like we said in a prior episode, the disciples often help us by asking Jesus questions. And so Jesus says this in explanation. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in a time of testing, fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that and the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Okay, so our initial observations were answered. The sower sows the seed, which is, quote, the word of God, and elsewhere called the word of the kingdom. And these different soils represent different reactions to the word of the kingdom. 
One who hears, but does not believe because of the activity of Satan. One who receives the word, but falls away when tested. One who hears, but doesn't allow the seed to mature in him because of the cares of the world. And finally, one who hears the word and holds fast to it so that it becomes very fruitful. Now, this is all perhaps interesting until we take our listening and apply it. The real application of the parable is this. What type of soil are you? Are you a passive listener who doesn't believe? Are you excited about the Bible and about God, but will fall away when life becomes difficult? Is your fruitfulness stifled because you're caring more about this world than obedience to the Word of God? Or are you the fruitful soil who patiently and steadfastly sticks with Jesus despite the cost? The purpose of the parable is a question. What type of soil are you? Let's move on to another parable. This one is about the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. And this one has to do with planting some crops as well. Let's listen. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? And the master said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now in this parable, we're told that the kingdom of heaven is like the farmer who sowed good seed in his field. But then an enemy comes and sows weeds in the same field. And yet the farmer says to let the weeds and the wheat grow together until the time of harvest. And it will be at that time of harvest where the crops are cut and separated. The wheat into the farmer's barn and the weeds to be burned. Again, the disciples help us by asking Jesus the meaning, and he explains it like this. The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is at the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all the causes of sin and all the lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Now in this parable, the good seed are the sons of the kingdom citizens who will be in the kingdom of God. And they are intermixed with the sons of Satan, who practice evil until the harvest, which again is at the end of the age. This parable is perhaps personally less applicable, but valuable for understanding the times in which we live. Since we're not at the end of the age yet, 
we can understand that there's a mix of people around us in the world. There are sons of the kingdom and there are sons of Satan, all mixed together in the field of the world. And the Son of Man, a common way for Jesus to reference himself, he wants it to be this way for now. Keep this in mind because we'll revisit it in a few episodes. A good question is, why does Jesus want it to be this way? Why is there a growing season with all the mixed crops? Why not just bring the end of the age now? Okay, the next parable we'll look at today is one that picks up a theme from our last episode. The theme of righteousness, faith, and the law. Let's listen and take special note of who he is telling this parable to. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus here makes an illustration that's easier to see than the other parables because he is using pictures of people of the day, an apparently righteous Pharisee and a hated tax collector. But what Jesus does with these two figures is flip the script. We see the Pharisee bragging about his own supposedly righteous deeds and his moral purity, while we see the tax collector praying with an ashamed posture and simply asking for God's mercy. The Pharisee thinks he's all good, while the tax collector knows he's all bad. The Pharisee doesn't even ask for God's mercy because he thinks he doesn't need it, while the tax collector depends upon God's mercy because it's everything he needs. And here's where Jesus flips the script. Who does Jesus say is exalted and justified by God? The tax collector who asked for God's mercy. The one so hated by the society of the day was accepted by God because he came humbly needing mercy instead of being proud of his own apparent righteousness like the Pharisee. You can imagine his listeners, those who again trusted in themselves that they were righteous. You can imagine them seething. Who was Jesus to say that God would accept a tax collector over them? Who indeed? Now besides parables, Jesus also often answered questions of people who came up to him. And here we're going to see someone ask Jesus a most important question. A ruler came to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And the ruler said, all these I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, 
and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the ruler heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Now this, this is a straightforward teaching of Jesus. Someone can externally appear to follow the law, but when pushed to a breaking point, they'll break. And Jesus, knowing the hearts of the people, knew right where to push this ruler. For this man, it was his wealth. He couldn't part with it, and so he eventually parted from Jesus. And then the disciples ask a most astute question. They understood that everyone is rich in some way. Everyone has things that they love about this world. Everyone has possessions or relationships that they don't want to part from. And so they ask, Then who can be saved? But Jesus said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Jesus continued to illustrate the standard that he set on the Sermon on the Mount. A heightening of the law to the perfection point. And in his parables, he begins to flesh out the world of the righteous and the unrighteous. The righteous wheat that are those like the tax collector who humbly ask for the mercy of God. And the unrighteous weeds who make a standard for themselves, a standard far below God's standard. That heightened standard shown by Jesus, the standard of godly perfection. In all these parables... Jesus is illustrating a point made clearer as we move through the Bible narrative. Later in the Bible, the Word of God, it's said like this, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift. And we end this episode where we began, having shared with you not only this episode, but episode after episode of the Word of God. And the question of the parable remains. What kind of soil are you? Join us next time as we see Jesus on the road to Jerusalem, who's given a king's welcome, followed by a murderer's sentence. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? One of the best ways for the show to grow is for you to share it with a friend. Will you do that today? We'd love to help more people understand the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022